0: Our scripture lesson this morning is from St. From the second letter of St. Paul. I'm sorry, the second letter of St. Peter. It begins at the third chapter in the eighth verse. Peter says, Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow about his promises. Some count slowness, but is forbearing, forbearing toward you not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all of these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of persons ought you be to live lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, Because which of the heavens, because of which, the day of God, because of which the heavens will be kindled and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But according to his promise, we wait for the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you wait for these, be zealous to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace, and count the forbearance of our Lord as salvation. So also our beloved brother Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, speaking of this as he does in all his letters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand and which which the ignorant and unstable twist to their destruction as they do the other scriptures. But you, beloved, knowing this beforehand, beware lest you be carried away with the error of lawless men and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and our our Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and on the day of eternity. Amen. Well, dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we don't share much in our lives with those early, early, early followers of Jesus who met right after the resurrection. They weren't even called Christians then. They were called just followers of Jesus, But they had been given a promise. And the promise that they had been given is that the Lord would come one day back in glory and honor and restore the kingdom of of Israel and bring peace and justice to all the world. That's what they totally believed. And yet, they'd also been told this would happen during their lifetimes. And it didn't seem to be happening. And what we share with them is we share the same hope For the glory of God, we share the same privilege of being God's people, and yet we also share the same anxiety that none of this seems to be getting better. We live in this world which is so filled with horror, with wars and rumors of wars, with natural disasters, with dictators here and dictators there, and people being put under under the foot of oppression. We look at the people of Ukraine who... Are trying to find, build a new life of freedom, and instead are being invaded by their neighboring Russia. We look at, we look at Israel and Palestine, where thousands and thousands of people are dying, and from bombs and horror and rockets keep coming up from Gaza and down from Israel, and you know it gets to be really hard sometimes to see that the kingdom of God is actually at hand. But one of the things that Peter Noted in this morning's scripture, it's the same thing we sing in one of our hymns. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. And then it goes on, a thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. I think what scripture is trying to tell us is that our time and our expectations are not necessarily God's time and God's expectations that God is working to create his world on his timeline and not on ours. You know, science maybe makes that a little easier for us to understand, especially when we talk about a thousand days in God's sight being like one day in ours. Maybe a century or so ago, a little more than that, the physicist Albert Einstein theorized the theory of relativity, which has since been proven, that... Time is not just a constant, but time is relevant to speed. And What he said is that, and this is very hard for me to understand, but I, I do understand the basic concept, that the closer you get to the speed of light, the slower time passes. And we know that in our time because that theory is what underlies most of what I rely on, for example... The scientists know that they have to calibrate satellites running hundreds of miles up in the sky around the Earth at a fantastic rate of speed. Time passes slower on those satellites than it does on Earth, and if I want my GPS and my watch to work, if I want my cell phone to work at all, the engineers have to take into context the fact that that satellite, we're beaming stuff off of that satellite, is moving at a relative speed closer or slower than ours is. And so they do that, and somehow I can call on my phone or I can look at my GPS and it will tell me where to go. Lots of things happen because time is a relative thing. So too, Peter says, with the way of God. Not necessarily that there's a speed and that there's a relativity, but that God who created the earth 14 billion years ago, 4 billion years ago, the God who created the earth, heaven and the earth doesn't necessarily take his timeline into my expectations. And so the promise that we've been given at Christmas is just this that a better world is coming, that God is creating a world of justice and peace. And I can be part of building that, but I cannot be part of determining when it happens. All I can do is live my life in such a way that at any time I'm called to meet the Lord, at any time I'm ready by dint of having lived a life of trust and openness and justice, of listening to what Jesus told us about serving the poor and (coughs) the sick and the imprisoned, all the things that the Bible tells us are going to be part of God's kingdom, are available to us now, (coughs) excuse me, in our own individual lives. So what Peter is saying is, God has given me today to do what I can do to make this a better world. And I'd better use today because this is the only day I have. In God's kingdom, this might be one step forward. In mine, it might be my last. And so I urge us all at this Christmas season to pay attention to what God promises and then act as if we're living that way. That is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do thank you for the blessings you've given us. (coughs) Excuse me. We lift our prayers for those who suffer, for the hungry and for the homeless and for the victims of wars in Ukraine and in Israel and Palestine and all over the world. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who (coughs) were victims of famine and natural disasters. We pray for those who were at hospitals and nursing homes. We, Lord, we pray for those who help, for the police officers and firefighters and utility workers, for all the, um, for the um, doctors and nurses and the teachers, the farmers, the parents, we pray for our president, for our governor, for all the men and women in the armed forces. And we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. as we <coughs> Excuse me. We forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you, give each of you God's peace. Thank you so much for watching this. We hope you have a blessed week.